Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. We're best friends who both happen to have been born with limb differences. Join us as we talk about the many ways our limb differences impact our lives. From medical intervention to bullying to dating, we're covering it all. And we hope you'll share your stories with us along the way. This is Life and Limb. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing pretty well today. Yay. And we're both so chipper. We are chipper. And I think it's because we get to talk about like a fun kind of silly topic today. Yeah. So um, because so, some of our topics have been a little bit heavier than others. And this one's just kind of a like fun letting off steam kind of chat. So. Yeah. I mean, it could go negative real quick or it might sound negative. But I thought of this as just a fun vent session yes and I am on board for it so you probably know what we're talking about by now because we mentioned it in our last episode that Mm -hmm. we recorded that we wanted to do this one and so today we are talking about gripes gripes complaints that we have because here's the thing being limb different is beautiful in a lot of ways and there are a lot of things to celebrate about it but also There are things that are tougher for us or things that just get on our nerves that other people will never be able to relate to. Yeah, that are just annoying. Exactly. And so we thought it would be fun to kind of like let off some steam, talk about like the other side of it, like what we might struggle with or what might irritate us, just so that we can like commiserate with each other and you guys, because nobody else gets these complaints. Right. So. (laughs) And it's not, it's like those moments where you aren't really... You're not really upset about anything, but it's more just the, and no one wants to be the why me person, but it's those small why me moments. Exactly. Everybody has them and it's totally normal to have them. And I mean, the world wasn't necessarily built for you the way that you are. And so you'll run into these moments and it's cathartic and fun to talk about it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get into that, let's catch up. Let's catch up. Kristen, what's going on with you? Okay, I didn't really think about anything that has happened recently, so I'm just going to talk about my mocktails. Yes, do it. So, um, I'm sipping on one right now. I know, me too, and it's delicious. So um, I realized that I really liked the process of like making a drink. I missed being a bartender, yeah. and I have some friends who are still bartenders. I would actually, they're more mixologists. Mm-hmm. They are the people who are into the art of creating an aesthetic and very pleasant tasting drink. Like it they truly can, yeah. is an art. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And I just was sort of missing that. But I also, I don't drink that much and I don't want to drink that much. It doesn't go over well for me sure. as well as it used to um, in younger years. So I've just been looking into mocktails recently. So I still get that whole process of making a drink yeah. and finding the ones that I like and I can put it in a fancy glass and relax and sip on it in the evening without um, sleeping very poorly or right. <laughs> having a headache the whole day or just feeling like I'm knocked out for Exactly. 12 hours afterwards. You get all of the fun and none of the side effects. Exactly. So um, I took raspberries and mint and I crushed them up. And then I used a raspberry lemonade, some ginger ale, and then just some unflavored club soda. Mixed it all up and that's my little mocktail. It's so good, you guys. It's It's so refreshing. It is so refreshing. It's sweet but not too sweet. Yeah. And it's like, it just tastes a little bit like summer to me like I was just gonna say I can't wait to make this again when it's warmer because it is it's like 20 something degrees right now yeah we're in Ohio and Ohio has just been consistently for the past few weeks like hit with snow upon snow and so now we're on like the layers of old new snow on top of old snow and it's really cold and kind of dreary and it's like yeah when I'm walking my dog so our neighborhood we don't have sidewalks in a lot of uh the streets around here so we're either walking in people's yards which is still the snowy area or we're in the street and it's I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to find the places that still have either snow or that look slushy because otherwise right. it's just ice it's just gonna be ice. yeah um it's awful so I was thinking like this drink is a little more warmer weather I think the next time I try one I'm gonna do something that's like more cidery mm. cinnamony Um, maybe that I can heat up or if not drink it warm then at least something that has a little bit more of a rich hearty 
Sure. Yeah. And I think that's always nice to do something like in season, so to speak. But also yeah. I really like having something that can remind me of summer when it's very much not summer. <laughs> and to remind you what's coming. <laughs> yes. When it feels so far away. It's going to be here eventually. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But no, these are really good. Yeah. I am very much enjoying mine. And thank you for making it for You're me. You're welcome. I'm so excited that you like it. Yay. That's just, that's just my little thing that I was uh, doing this week. I love it. Yeah. That's a good catch up. It doesn't always have to be about Littlefoot. Or, I know, you know. but yeah. yeah, it was. It was also not about D and D. That's a step. I know. <laughs> so, um, taking a break from that this week. There you go. So, from talking about it, not from not playing. from playing it. Of course, no. God, no. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So mine is actually not about my little hand either, but I thought it was um, worth mentioning because I mentioned this on the last episode we did about self-image. So as I mentioned last time, I have alopecia areata, which means that it's an autoimmune disorder where my cells will start attacking my own hair follicles. And so my hair will fall out randomly in clumps. And sometimes it's related to stress sometimes it's not it just depends there's not really any great way to predict it but I um recently two days ago went to the dermatologist Mm -hmm. and I thought this was the case because I hadn't had a new bald spot in a while and I could feel my hair growing back really well my alopecia is currently in complete remission (gasps) So, Wait, what does that, I mean, yay, but what does that so, mean for alopecia? So for alopecia, there is a very, very high recurrence rate. Right. So it's likely that I'll get it again at some point, right. which will not be nearly as devastating as it was the first time because now I know what it's probably going to look like, how it'll progress, how to take care of it, yeah. how to treat it and everything. But for right now, I have no bald spots. All of my hair is growing back. I did not have to get any more Kenalog injections this time. Nice. Which is the worst part because when if you're trying to treat alopecia some people choose not to do this and just let it go and that's a totally valid choice yeah um but if you're treating it a lot of the times you'll have to go to the dermatologist and get it, steroid injections directly into your scalp yeah. and it's painful yeah that so, doesn't sound um, pleasant <laughs> and it's like it's not just like one injection either because it's it, depending on how widespread it is they have to spread it out and so i mean i was getting upwards of like 50 pokes every time I went in there and it was tough but for me it was worth it and my hair has now fully grown back it's it's shorter in a lot of spots right but it's it's thick and it, it was so funny the dermatologist and her assistant were both absolutely giddy of course because they were trying some newer um treatments on me mm-hmm. and seeing it work so well is validating their work which right. is great And then also they were laughing because the hair that I have grown back is significantly thicker, darker than the rest of my hair, and curly. (laughs) So so you are going to have extra volume and just these natural lowlights then, I guess. Oh, yeah, which it would be great if it wasn't just in random patches spread throughout my head. (laughs) But I'll take it. It's hair. I know. Oh, yeah. But no, they say that that happens with, like, people who have lost their hair for other reasons, too. Like, if they've gone through chemotherapy or something, their hair often grows back in vastly different. And it has to do with the follicle actually, quote-unquote, dying and then reviving itself so like a reincarnated hair follicle yeah like if you'd shave your head it probably would grow back the same right but if the follicle is like destroyed or damaged or something and then grows back sometimes it comes back differently so that's strange and fascinating and really exciting I'm really excited about it yeah so I've got I have my hair up in a ponytail right now and Kristen can see I've got this hair that's just like it doesn't go in the ponytail yet so it Mm -hmm. just kind of like hangs out here but it's this little curl back here it is it's so wavy yeah so (laughs) I didn't even really notice it just kind of looked like little wispies yeah Yeah. so that's why I've started wearing my hair in a ponytail again because it's gotten to the point now where it just looks like some wispies instead of I'm missing half of the hair on my head so it looks great yay Yay. I'm so excited about it I'm excited for you thank you oh that's a good one yeah I was really happy about it this week so now it is time for a we We see see you you. i actually i had to think for a second like what is this called (laughs) (laughs) oh we see you um yeah it's my turn yes it is so um this one is courtesy of my mother oh miss pamela mama green yes mama green my mama 
everyone's mama. Your mama too. You can call everybody's her Mama Green. Mama. Yeah, yeah. My mama is um, also everybody's mama. It's I know, just... Kathy Leeper, <laughs> Sharon Mamas. Uh, let's see. She sent me a link to um, it's a TED Talk, and it features Maysoon Zaid. Okay. And she is an Arab American comedian who uh, has cerebral palsy. Oh wow. Yeah. So she. It was just, it's really funny because she, she's so funny and lighthearted about it. And she's just really open about um, just her condition. So with that, you shake or you can be very uncoordinated. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the condition other than just what she talks about. But just, it was interesting and just, she's so endearing. She's lovely and it just reminds me a lot of the stuff that we're trying to do with talking about yeah. this, where it just normalizes something that people don't know about. And she does it in such a lighthearted way that's very approachable and that I feel like probably makes it easier for people to, you know, talk to her if they have questions yeah. about it. I was going to say, when you're approachable like that, it opens the door for learning yeah. because people will feel comfortable enough to ask questions and yeah. explore that. So that's awesome. And she just, you know, she's a female comedian. She's an Arab American. She has cerebral palsy. So she's got a lot of stuff and she's just very out there and representative of so many different communities and I just I really liked her she was really engaging that's awesome um, yeah she's she's really funny good um yeah so I just wanted to give her a shout out because yeah. I, I really liked it and if you guys want to uh look it up and check it out again it's Maysoon Zaid and um and her TED talk is called I got 99 problems palsy is just one Oh, I love that. I know. It was <laughs> I'm going to watch that later today. It's, yeah, it's only, it's 14 minutes long. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm glad my mom found that. And she sent it because she said it just reminded her of our podcast and the things that we talk about. I love that. Well, I know, me too. Like, oh, I'm glad that that, that made my mom think of us. And, oh, yeah. that is really always quite a compliment when somebody sends something that's like this reminds me of something you're doing and you watch it and you're like wait but this is amazing I know this is a TED talk (laughs) so that's very very nice of your mom to think about us in that context and Maysoon we see you yeah we see you thank you so much for you know for bringing attention to marginalized communities and doing so with grace and with humor and just with such an approachable attitude yeah you couldn't ask for much more than that yeah now let's complain about. Now some let's stuff. complain. <laughs> now let's be completely graceless and just whine. <laughs> no, I think, and like I said, it's it's whining in the sense that like we want to commiserate with other people who will get these experiences. Yeah, you just, know, uh, yeah, yeah, little annoyances that you can't talk to your non-limb different friends and family about because they'll never quite get it. You can talk to them, but will they understand? Not really. Sometimes, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, you can get the general idea. Everyone has stuff that they're frustrated about or that they wish was different or just... Ugh. Oh, yeah. I think but, that's one of the things we bonded over, too, is just talking back and forth a little bit about, like, oh, do you have this obnoxious experience? Yes, yes. I do. And so... Yeah, there's something about it being so specifically relatable mm-hmm. to each other and not to other people that, yeah, it's a bonding thing. Absolutely. That's all this is. It's a bonding thing for yes. us, for all of us. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> all right. Who goes first? You go first. I go first? Yes. Well, I've got a little list, <laughs> but the I'll start off with just the one that you all know already. Mm-hmm. Handshakes. Oh, gosh. I hate them so much because here's the thing. You see that moment every single time I shake somebody's hand for the first time. Yeah. There are some people who play it off really well, but I can always tell there's that moment when the hands connect and their hand like wraps around mine where they're like, I see it in their eyes like that's a lot smaller than I expected it to be and you know it's <laughs> many people are very professional but like anytime I shake somebody's hand it's typically the first time I've met them and so that's one of their first impressions is like this kind of awkward moment for both of us yeah. and I'm just like ah oh, shoot I wish this wasn't the case so as I've said before cancel handshakes let's cancel go back them. to the eastern tradition of bowing to each other I'm fine with that unless But then again, there are people for whom bowing would be an issue. I say we just like do away with greetings altogether. Let's just pretend we've known each other. Yeah, any sort of like (laughs) physical 
contact or coordinated thing that both people are supposed to adhere to. Yeah. Like, of, of course, I'm being a little facetious in that. Right. But at the same time, I mean, I imagine that, um, I, and I think Nicole Brennan had chatted about this with us, you know, like, what do you do when you go to shake somebody's hand and you don't have the correct hand to shake with? Right. So, like, at all. Yeah. Yeah. And mine, of course, I can, of course, still do a handshake. But it's weird for both parties. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like handshakes. And I... Anna, you're being very nice about this. <laughs> Come on. Do I need to gripe more? Yes. Gripe harder? That's hard for me. I know. <laughs> That's why we're here. Um, no, my mom has seen it too. Like she she has told me before she watches for that moment. Because yeah. she's just like... And it's a mom thing too. And... My husband has started noticing it too, which is something he didn't ever notice or think about before. But he's gotten to the point now where he's like, yeah, I saw that that look. And I was like, it happens every time. Yeah. So handshakes are a gripe for me. Yeah. You hate handshakes. I hate handshakes. Yeah. Thank you, COVID, for one thing and one thing only. The rest of you can get out. But thank you for canceling handshakes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that sucks. That has to suck. <laughs> it does kind of suck. Yeah. All right. My thing. This is sort of a strange one, but it was always something that I was self-conscious about when I went to the gym, Uh back when I was going to the gym, when they weren't a cesspool of risk and germs. (laughs) I would walk on a treadmill like forever. If I do nothing else, I could go there just to walk, especially in the winter, just to get some movement in. But I would do like hills and inclines or random, you know, random levels of inclines um, just to vary the exercise. And when it gets to a certain incline, I have to hold on to the treadmill. And I just, I remember when I used to watch The Biggest Loser, I would always hear Julian Michaels scream at people, let go of the treadmill. (laughs) And I would just be so self-conscious, like, I can't, I have to hold on to the treadmill to be at this incline. Yeah. Like I can, and the thing is I can hike, like I can, walk up hills and I've climbed like mountains before not you know giant ones but I've gone hiking (laughs) and I can do it in that context but it's a very specific adjustment that I need to make with like my knee Mm -hmm. or um I just need to find my footing and I can't do it as well or at least at the pace that I want to walk when I'm exercising right so I just I just look around at the gym and I'm like, no one else holds on or I have to hold on. And it looks like I'm like being lazy, but I'm not. And I hate that I have to hold on to the treadmill in order to walk at the speed and the incline that I want to. Yeah, that's legitimate. I don't like it. No, of course not. I know. Especially when Jillian Michaels is telling you that's the wrong way to do it. Let go of the treadmill. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't, Jillian. I can't. (laughs) And I'm sure if she was your personal trainer, there would be a different rule for you. I know. I know that they would make adjustments. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where, and you mentioned a little bit of it being self-conscious just because it is different. You know, Mm -hmm. other people don't do that or have to do that. And so you're worried like, is everybody looking at me and thinking like, oh, how right. weak is she? And it's Nobody's totally me looking at you. <laughs> it's totally me projecting what other people are thinking. Like, yeah. oh, they probably think she's like lazy or like, well, what's the point of doing it if you're just going to hold on? Like you're defeating the, I can't help it, guys. Here's the thing, though, that I have had to learn is that everybody at the gym is there to do their own workout and they're probably so focused on what everybody else is thinking of them that they're not thinking about what you're doing. You know what? This is kind of off the topic of gripes, but you know what? I remember thinking um, the last time, I mean, at this point it was over a year ago, but the last time I went to the gym, I was thinking about exactly this, about how people say they feel self-conscious when they go to the gym but like no one really cares everyone is there to focus on themselves and there are moments where you can't help but you know like notice other people or like have thoughts and I just remember thinking well if that's true then I'm just gonna when I look at other people not that I judged them before but Mm -hmm. I was like I'm gonna make a point to send them a positive energy like I so if I found myself looking at someone just I remember thinking like yeah you go like yeah dark hair ponytail girl like I don't know if you haven't been to the gym in years and right. this is your first day here but yeah good well, for you and I think that's always a thing when um I I've heard from some of my friends who are 
larger that when they go to the gym they're worried about everybody looking at them and being like oh what are they doing here like they don't belong here and I'm just like no like if you're working on your health you belong there and it's whenever I see somebody working out and giving like maximum effort and like sweating I'm just like I wish I was working that hard. Yeah. It makes me like you're doing game. it. Like who cares? You're yeah. here and you're doing it. Yeah. I I mean, it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum, but it's the same idea where I and I think I've mentioned this before where I feel self-conscious because sometimes people will say to me like well, why are you here? You don't need to be here. Right. Because like, you're very slender, but you also want to be healthy and move your body. Yeah. So it's like why people are working on themselves no matter what stage of your opinion of how done they are right. with that. Like, you're never done. Exactly. Yeah, so. So send people good vibes, leave people alone at the gym, and hold on to the treadmill if you have to. If you need to, do it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, Jillian I, would understand. I think, I hope so. <laughs> when I meet her, I'm going to be like, look, I need to do this. I love that it's when you meet Jillian Michaels, not if. Sure, when. Yeah, when you I meet guess. Jillian Michaels. Yeah, I did say that, didn't I? You did, absolutely. Yeah, when I do, that's what I will say to her. Set that goal for yourself. I love it. (laughs) So my next one is one that I also think I've mentioned briefly before, but um, I am very crafty and artistic. Mm -hmm. I always have been. That's always been one of my passions. If I'm creating, I'm happy. Yeah. And I love to draw and I love to paint. Uh, Not very good at either, but I would like to get better. (laughs) And the thing that drives me up a wall is that I've mentioned that I get writer's cramp really bad. Mm -hmm. Same thing with drawing or painting. If I'm holding on to like that thin like pen, pencil, paintbrush, whatever. Yeah. I start to get really bad hand cramps after a little while. And there are times like recently I've gotten really into uh, paint by numbers because as I said – I'm not a good painter yet, but I would still like to like go through the motion and have that soothing feeling. Yeah. And so I've been getting some paint by numbers and doing those and popping on a podcast while I do these paint by numbers. And I could go for hours. Like mentally, I could yeah. go for hours. Physically, I can do about 45 minutes Ugh, before yeah. my hand is just like, no, no more. We need a break. And Ugh. it starts to cramp up. And I'm like, gosh, dang it. Because I was really enjoying this I and I want to keep at it. But... So yeah, writer's cramp is a big gripe, especially like another reason that sucks is that I have always really wanted to get into journaling and like writing down things about my day and like, and I'll do it for a little while and then I'll just like start avoiding it because I start to hurt. And I mean, you could do like an online journal, but that's not quite the same thing. There's something about like physically journaling that's really nice. I agree. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I, I remember when I used to write, when I was younger, I would do it just on my own just because, but then in college, um, there was a teacher who was very big on journaling, so I got back into it. Mm-hmm. My hand would hurt after a while, yeah. <laughs> and so I can't even imagine how frustrating it would be. It is for frustrating. You. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I I need to look into it. I'm sure there's some kind of like support, or maybe if I wore like my wrist brace while I was doing it, yeah. that would make it better. I need to try a few things because I want to paint longer. Dang it. Yeah, I've had I've had those moments before when I hadn't worked out. Um, like how to take care of my foot in a shoe as well. Like I would wear inappropriate shoes for like the occasion or for walking. Sure. Um, And then I would be frustrated if I'm in a group and it's like, guys, I need to rest or something like that. I hated that. Yeah. So I get, yeah, Yeah. like you, otherwise you could go all day. Exactly. Yeah. That sucks. It does suck. I'm going to start. That's how we're going to wrap these up is it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> and it's okay that it sucks it's, and we can acknowledge it. That's why we're doing this episode. That's why we're doing it. Okay. Yeah. I have trouble like being outwardly negative sometimes and it's okay to sometimes express disappointment or frustration. Yeah. And I've got to, I'm working on that. So it sucks. Give me a gosh dang it. Gosh dang it. There you go. Was that powerful enough? That, Did yeah. I do it? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. <laughs> okay. Another one for me is bowling. Ah. And here's the thing. For some of these, sometimes it's a fun thing. Yes. Like there are days where I have fun with it. Oh, yeah. But then there are days where I just don't want to deal with it. Yes. So it's that situation where they ask me what size shoes I need and I have to do the whole, <laughs> I need a left women's eight and a right kids 
uh, anywhere from a 13 to two might work. Like, and there's like the questions or the comments or just like the weird look. And it's just like, I don't, I don't want to have this moment today. I just want to go bowling. I know. Yeah. And then, and then it looks funny because the, the left women's shoe is a lace up. And then the kid's shoe is always Velcro. Velcro. So it just looks ridiculous. And there are days when I love that. And then I've had the moments where it's just, can this just not be a thing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like that obligatory, now we have to have this chuckle about my shoes. And yeah, again, usually funny, lighthearted. Right. It's, I more enjoy it than I would say not. Right, But yeah, there are just the times where... You don't want to deal with no. those things. And I was going to say, like, well, you could buy your own bowling shoes. But then you would have to get two pairs of bowling shoes. Right. And you don't bowl enough for that to be. I don't bowl that often. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, if I was, like, in a bowling club, I might do that. But right. no. No. That is so funny that one of yours is bowling. Because I didn't write it down on my list. But bowling is absolutely a gripe of mine, too. Because. Oh, we've talked about that. Oh, yeah. have I? The yeah. fact that I am right-handed. And, mm-hmm. like, it has three holes. This should work doesn't work at all I can't direct it properly because you use those other two stabilizing fingers yeah so I have to bowl left-handed and I'm decidedly not left-handed I mean you could always do the kid thing where it's two-handed I found um at one bowling alley once I found this like there was a child's bowling device that was basically like a ramp that you push the bowling ball down Mm -hmm. and it was in the shape of a dragon and Mm. I used the heck out of that just because I enjoyed it so (laughs) I like that yeah yeah bowling that makes total sense I just yeah it's those unavoidable moments that now I've got to explain this I just wanted to go bowling I know yeah just eh, can we not that sucks it sucks (laughs) freaking sucks here's a stupid one my hand and wrist are like the perfect size to like get things that have fallen between like car seats or like the bottom of a Pringles can for example or like I have this like built-in tiny little grabby thing that can go down and like get stuff but it's too short in most instances like it fits almost everywhere in small spaces and it's almost always like an inch too short and so (laughs) and that arm is two inches shorter than your other one too so it's like if it was your other arm if it was my other arm it would be perfect I'd be able to get that thing but then I have to just go get like I don't know, a stick and start. But I'm like, if it was just like, if it was the same length as my other arm, I could totally get that penny yeah. that fell down oh there, God. you know? But it's, that one's, <laughs> that one's dumb because it's both a positive and a negative. But like, seriously, Pringles cans. I own Pringles cans. People oh, yeah. are so jealous. I never even thought about that. Oh, yeah. People get so jealous. I can always reach the bottom of a Pringles can. Stop turning your gripes into positive. Sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. But, <laughs> but no, like, Things that fall behind the couch or things that fall between car seats is always just a tiny bit too short. And Dang that it. sucks. That sucks. Because <laughs> you otherwise have the perfect hand for it. And oh, darn it. It's like a little... It's, <laughs> Trevor has likened it before to like a little claw machine. Because it is. Yeah. It's like that shape too if I like oh spread my gosh, all my fingers it really out. Is. Yeah. And so I can like... That's what a claw machine sounds like, I imagine. So... <laughs> I'm going to take a video of you mimicking <laughs> a claw you machine. No, I am. And it's going on Instagram. No. We need content. That's true. Everything is content. <laughs> Here's a kind of strange one that sounds, this one sounds worse than I would like it to. So I okay. hope people understand. Sure. There's this thing that people do sometimes when you tell them about like a limb difference or disability or anything, I, I imagine, mm-hmm. where they ask about it. And you explain the situation to them. And then they do this thing where they share a personal anecdote with something that they have or something that someone they know has. And it is not at all the same thing. <laughs> not related like, in the slightest. At all. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're just sort of like, yeah, that, oh, that's interesting. I don't know how to, how to relate I completely, completely get that. And it comes from such a good place of wanting to commiserate or to have something in common. Yeah. And they mean it as a bonding thing. Usually there are people who just, you know, are trying to one up you for some reason. Those are a whole completely separate category of people. 
but it's so well-intentioned and it's just so awkward. It's like, that's, oh, you're trying, it's not but the same. it's, it's just really not the same yeah. thing. I, at all <laughs> I my brain sort of does work like that where I relate to people by sharing my own experiences to like show them I understand because of this and sometimes it is taken as one-upping so I try to be careful about that so I get that in a sense but like I I completely know what you're talking about like one time I was somebody was asking me questions about my hand and everything and I gave some answers and they were like oh this is just like this friend I have who's a wheelchair user and I was like what? In what way? Yeah. <laughs> it's vastly different experiences. Or it's like someone will be like, oh, like I broke my ankle when I was like 10. <laughs> like I, it would be like if I was talking to a wheelchair user and I was like, oh yeah, I had to use a wheelchair for like a month when I had my surgery. Yeah. Like not that is the not same. the same thing. Not the same experience. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And it's always very well intentioned, but it is one of those that just kind of makes you go, I, huh. I don't know how to deal with this. And right. yet somehow it's my responsibility to muddle <laughs> right. through this awkwardness. How do I tell you that being in a cast for a month is not the same as having a fused ankle joint your you know whole what? life? You know, and I just don't. I just kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Totally. <laughs> so that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> for me, another silly little one that doesn't affect me on a day-to-day basis, but sometimes I want to gripe about is the fact that I can't wear bracelets. On my right oh. wrist, unless they're like child size bracelets, in which slip case, right off. yeah, in which case, like if it's a child size bracelet, it's like beaded and has your name on it and a butterfly. And I'm like, I don't want that bracelet. I want the really pretty, like one that I saw somebody else wearing. But if I try to put it on my wrist, it will just fall off my hand. Ugh. So, <laughs> or you'd have to like fasten it and like it would need to be almost too tight. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of bracelets that I've looked at before don't even, like the last chain that you could potentially even hook it on Mm -hmm. is too big. And my left wrist is also actually very slight. Like I have to wear small things and get small bracelets and everything on that side too. But like there's not, not even a chance. The hair ties are loose on my right wrist. (laughs) Like, you know how sometimes you wear like a hair tie on your wrist? Like those flop around on me sometimes. So yeah, I... I wish, and my thing too is I love bracelets, I love jewelry, but I wear my watch on my left wrist Mm. and it feels weird to have like, for me, I'm not a big fan of the stacked, I like the stacked look, like stacked bracelets and watch and everything, Mm -hmm. but I don't like how it feels. It's like too much for me. And so I'm not a big fan of wearing multiple things on one wrist. So like if I could wear it on the other wrist, I would, but it just falls off. And that sucks. That sucks. (laughs) I never thought about that one. Yeah. Bracelets. And yeah, I understand the whole kids version of things having like flourishes that you're just like, no. You get it because the shoes. I know. Yeah. The spark, the kid's shoe always has the sparkles or the butterfly. Yeah. 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 Like I see these mommy and me bracelet pairs sometimes. I'm like, I could wear the me one but it's not me that's just make them the exact same exactly yeah Ugh, sucks (laughs) sucks um i can't skateboard oh i really don't like that i can't skateboard because it i don't i don't know how to say this it sounds weird but i always felt like skateboarding would have been a very me thing yes i can see that i just you know for how much i like to get around um like I like to walk places or I like to ride my bike places. Yeah. I would really like it if I could be one of those people who skateboards. Yeah. And a lot of my friends, yeah, I guess I guess I hung out with the like skater crowd. Oh yeah. In high school and I just I could never skateboard. Oh. Um cuz if I have my right foot on the skateboard, I don't feel like it's flexible. Like right. I don't have the dexterity in my ankle because it's fused and right. fixed in place to support myself while my left leg is yeah what do you propelling I guess um and if my left leg is on the skateboard I don't think my right leg is can propel yeah Yeah. it's it's not it doesn't work either way but I've also had people like they bring up skateboarding and they recognize before I say anything that I probably couldn't do it and they're like oh that's probably hard for you and I don't like that either (laughs) it's like you are correct but, but I don't want you to point it out. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but 
like you said before, rollerblades are actually great for you. Rollerblades are perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. So yeah, that was my consolation. Like I can, I can rollerblade yeah. really well. But what about like a scooter? Have you ever done like a razor scooter when those were yes, really popular? Yes. And I, I think the, um, the stability with the handles yeah. really helps. So I, I was always fine with scooters. Yeah. Those were fine. So there are a couple of alternate options but still sometimes you just want to skateboard and that sucks I it sucks I just generally don't like stuff that I can't do yeah yeah that's always frustrating it's not even like oh I tried it and I just wasn't very good at it it's just I I really can't I just can't yeah yeah sucks sucks (laughs) (laughs) so another one of mine is first of all I'm not very athletic let me just put that out there right now I'm not an athletic person never have been but I mean, there are some times where I'm like, I would like to play sports, you know? It might be fun to mm-hmm. play. And, like, one of the sports that I always thought was really cool was tennis. I remember thinking I would want to play tennis, like, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And we had an opportunity to try out tennis in gym class once in high school. And the force of the ball hitting the racket and hitting it back on my yeah. right wrist was a lot. And it, it yeah. I remember being sore and having to ice my wrist that night. And I'm like, gosh darn it. Like, that could have been fun. Yeah. And instead it hurt. And That is, that's a lot of pressure on, on anyone's wrist. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, same thing with, like, baseball. Like, I always really liked going out and hitting a ball in the backyard with my dad. We were a big baseball family. Yeah. And, um, I can throw a baseball pretty well. I can't throw it far, but that's just because I'm weak. But I can <laughs> and I and I can hit pretty well. But once we got up to like an aluminum bat and a real ball, that's where it started to hurt my hand more specifically than my wrist. Was it like the that, vibration when yeah. you, when you made contact? Yeah, because that contact is pretty hard and it's that vibration. And so it's like, oh shoot, that hurts. And oh no. So I didn't love that. Um volleyball, I actually got injured one time in gym class oh, no. because you're supposed to hit the ball right, you know, on pretty much your forearm wrist area. Yeah. And I just have, I think, less like padding there than on my other side. Yeah. And so when the ball made contact, it really wasn't comfortable. And oh, no. I kept trying for too long instead of being like, maybe I should like take an alternate option and run laps instead or something. And it got so swollen and red. It was really sad. Oh. And so you just never found the sport. That I never found the sport you. and I'm not coordinated enough with my feet to play soccer. I, you know, so I'm sure I could find something, but again, I was a pretty sedentary kid, so it didn't really matter that much to me anyway. But like now as an adult, it might be fun to like yeah. do some kind of sporty thing. And I haven't quite found the one yet. And that sucks. Well, here's, <laughs> here's a question that sort of harkens back to the self-image episode. Like you were not a very athletic kid, but if you had found that sport that didn't, you know, cause you a lot of pain or you ah. didn't have trouble with, maybe you would I be athletic? Would, yeah. Probably not. I was even as a baby I just kind of sat there all the time like I I very much like relaxing but no I think it would have been I romanticized tennis for some reason so much and then I would try to play it and I'd Mm. have to stop pretty fast but maybe tennis with a wrist brace but then the wrist brace kind of limits your hand mobility too so what if you just like learned it left-handed that's an option well I mean I guess you're eventually you are supposed to use both or be oh, able that's to true. Both, so. That's true. Yeah. Ugh, that sucks. That sucks. No, really sucks. <laughs> um, this one is actually very, very annoying. More so than my other ones. So ugh, this is a big gripe. Okay, big and gripe. It, it doesn't happen very often, but it has happened to me a couple of times since I've gotten my handicap pass. Mm-hmm. And the most recent time was it was in the last six months because I was living in the apartment I'm currently in. And I went to the grocery store one morning and I used my handicap pass and I parked in front of the store and I was getting, I think I was getting my mask out of my purse or something and I was putting it on and I saw this lady to the side of me sort of looking at me and she kind of was slowing down like she was trying to figure something out. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, I was trying to think do I know her yeah like because she's acting like like maybe she recognizes me from somewhere or I don't know what and she then she kind of looked like she was glaring and she came to like a full stop in front of the um the grocery store entrance 
And for a hot second, I was like, should I get out of my car? Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on here. And so I, I do, I opened my door, but I stood behind it. I like stood up behind it. Yeah. And I just sort of said, hi, hello. And she just looked at me and said, hi, you realize this is a handicap spot? And I said, uh, yes, I do. Do you see that I have a handicap pass? And she said, yeah, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you realized that. And I, this was, it was summer. Uh-huh. So I was wearing shorts and a flip-flop. <laughs> well, I was wearing two flip-flops, but. Yeah. <laughs> the just right shorts one, and one flip-flop. Right. The right one being the more important one. Yeah. So I said, I like stepped out from behind my car door and I said, I just kind of stuck my foot out to her and I said, is this okay with you? Like, is this enough? For me to park mm-hmm. here yeah and she she did this thing where she like oh like waved put her hand up and was like oh okay you're fine but it's not your job to police that ma'am. right and the thing is I I wouldn't always do this but that day it was just something about it so I followed her yeah and I went up to her and I was like no no what was that like you saw that I had a handicap pass what about me did you see and you decided you needed to wait and make sure yeah and she was just no I just you know I was just checking and I'm like okay young people have disabilities too yes because all I could think of was she just saw a young reasonably fit looking person pull into a handicap spot and even though they had a pass she just figured it was some like fake ruse or something yeah like a lazy entitled yeah millennial or something so and she, to her credit, she did say, you know what? You're, you're right. That is a great point. I'm sorry. Good. Yeah. Good. And that's all it was. But I remember I was just, I was just like shaking for oh, the rest of my living. grocery trip. Like that is not your place. It's not your place. And I understand like, the, I'm glad you took the moment to educate her because that is something that I feel like came from an intent of trying to do the right thing. Yeah. But it was exactly the wrong thing. Yeah. And I had an acquaintance in college who has um, lupus. And mm. she also has an accessible parking pass. Right. And people stop her all the time and berate her. And she's just like, I am like, this almost makes it worse than just parking in a normal spot because I don't want to have to deal with people and have to explain my disability to people who don't, I'm never going to see them again. Why am I now responsible for making these people feel better about something that is a completely valid use of this. Right, and it's there. We've talked about this. It's there for a reason. It's a resource that is available to us that we choose to utilize. Yes. And people just assume based on, you know, either your age, how you look, the fact that they can't see your disability, they just assume that you're taking advantage of it somehow. And it's just, that's exactly why a lot of times we're hesitant Mm -hmm. to use these resources. Oh, yeah. So... There's yeah. a, this is actually going to be my next We See You person, so I'll save most of it for there, but um, there is a woman named Jessica Long who's going to be my next We See You, and she posted a TikTok, surprise, I found her on TikTok, um, <laughs> she posted a TikTok the other day that was just like, this woman just came up to me and berated me for using my handicap pass, she's a double amputee, she does not have legs, and this woman just assumed because she was a pretty young woman in a car that she shouldn't be using that pass. And so they berated her before she even got out of the car. Before she even got out of the car. I hope that person felt incredibly embarrassed and ashamed. (laughs) I mean, as they should. Like, for anybody listening, I get that that can come from a place of trying to help people, trying to make sure that the right people are getting the right service, but it's not your job to decide who the right people are and the whole thing is like yes there are people who probably do take advantage of you know accessibility to because all it takes to get uh what did you call it an accessibility pass accessible parking pass accessible parking pass Uh i like that all it takes i like it better than handicap yeah that i hadn't heard that so i like it i'll have to work that into my yeah vocabulary well and working at Ohio State and being in charge of a lot of the language we put out there that's one of the things that came down as like this is the language we're using now and I was like I really like that so So I just needed a a doctor to basically write a prescription yeah and then you go to the DMV and you just 
get they're very cheap yeah they're like two two fifty yeah um so I actually have two I keep one in my car and there's one that you know I can use in any vehicle I'm in that's great yeah so that if you're um, with a friend and you need them right. to be able to park like if we were going to Cedar Point I oh, could oh gosh yeah because yeah. it's um, so far to walk yeah and, and here's the thing I don't I try to be very conscious of when I use it mm-hmm. so if there's a whole row of handicap spots open and you know the parking lot is pretty empty like I'll 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 use it because sure. I know if but if the parking lot is filling up or if there's only one handicap spot left yeah. I'm not going to take it yeah cuz most days like I don't have an issue walking yeah. I love walking yeah um but there are some days where you may be hurting and I, you really do need to use it right and- yeah um it's useful to have and it is not anyone else's place to assume that they know anything about me yeah or why I have it or why I'm choosing to use it yep that's a big suck yeah that was a big suck yeah (laughs) and I think that's a common one too I've heard from multiple people with um, limb differences or disabilities that they get policed on the use of their accessibility yeah I had someone before they it was less aggressive than this woman but it was someone like now, what does a young, healthy girl like you need to have a <laughs> handicap pass for? And the my go-to response is just to show them my foot. Right. And be like... That. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of those moments where I don't always feel good about it, but sometimes putting people in their place is just so... Satisfying. Yes. But also that, like, even asking that question, like, well, what do you need it for violates, like disclosure on your terms like that's sort of a rude thing to ask because what if somebody doesn't want to talk about their disability that's another like maybe the next time it happens I'll just walk on by and say none of your business but I feel like it's they won't do it again yeah it's true if I take even just five seconds to like pull up my pant leg or to show them right yeah luckily in that case it was well on display yeah um (laughs) so yeah I I think in that when I think about it that way, that's the better response because it will point out to them their own yeah <laughs> stupid decision. <laughs> Darn yeah. it. Yeah. Again, coming from maybe a good place, really, really bad execution. Really bad. And it sucks. It sucked. <laughs> that really sucked. That was a bad day. So the last one on my personal list is um, just a very, very odd sensation that happens every once in a while for me. My wrist cracks really, really easily. So, oh. like, I can do it on command. Like, oh, I think I, yeah, I got a couple pops on there, I think. So, basically, if I move my wrist a certain way, it pops or cracks. Mm-hmm. Like, my re- left wrist doesn't do that. But, um, and every once in a while, I'll get this, like, sensation in my wrist that's like, you know how when you feel like you really have to crack your knuckles? Yeah. It's like that in my oh, no. wrist. But I can never quite satisfy it just because it like auto cracks. Like I'm not getting the right part of it or something. Mm, yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it's really obnoxious. And like, so I'll sit there and I'll like keep cracking my wrist. And of course, like it's a really obnoxious sound to have to listen to over and over again. And my husband will be like, can you stop? And I'm like, no, I need to. I wish I could. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what that sensation is or how to fix it. If anybody else knows a way to fix it or has that, let me know. Because it is. It's super obnoxious and it sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I can't even say sucks with a straight face. You I can't. giggle after every time I say it. <laughs> My last one, so that worked out oh, well. Oh, good. Yeah, um, is I, and this doesn't deter me from like watching horror movies or watching anything, but it's just sort of a weird thing that's annoying is if I'm watching any show where there is like physical pain being inflicted on someone, yeah, like slasher films or just even like action movies, yeah, I and it doesn't matter where on that person's body it's happening, I feel it in my leg and in my ankle, like my it's this weird, like tingly feeling. Where I feel like I have to like hold little foot. Oh. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. That is interesting. It's very weird and it kind of, it's it's more uncomfortable yeah. than like, it's not a pain, but it's just sort of this, ooh, like yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. And it's it's hard to explain to people, but I'll start like like squirming in my yeah. seat and they, they think I'm like, 
grossed squeamish, out. Squeamish. Yeah. yeah. When I'm not, like, I love horror movies and, you know, most genres of um, movies or TV. But, yeah, it's just like, ooh, my, my foot starts to feel weird and I don't like it. Interesting. I wonder if it's, like, a subconscious memory of surgery or something. Maybe. Like, yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. But it's, gosh, it's annoying. That sucks. It sucks. <laughs> It's interesting. But it also it's sucks. interesting, but it sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of something. I wonder if there's like a psychological reason behind that. Or... I don't know. I also have this. Um, I have these random moments where it feels like. Do you ever have like your ankle twitch or your leg muscles yeah. twitch or something? Yeah. It feels like the muscles that are either underdeveloped or that just don't exist yeah. in my right leg and foot and ankle. It's like they're what would be a muscle twitch but there's nothing or it is a legitimate muscle twitch but my ankle can't move oh so it's like if your muscle or something fires but there's no yeah there's no end result for it so it's just this like like weird pulse in my ankle it's very uncomfortable yeah that's that's kind of an interesting like neural connection thing i think like your brain probably thinks that your foot and ankle are yeah. mobile and they're just not. Nope, they're just not. That's wild. Yeah. And sucks. And it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> I'm still smiling. Why can't I say it with a straight face? Maybe it's the happiness of just getting all this out. Yes, it does. It is. In a therapeutic way. It's cathartic. And I love that we can commiserate on so much of I know. this. And, and again, this isn't meant to be negative. Oh, this no. is just. <sighs> yeah. Things that are sucky and they're allowed to suck. And yeah. it's fun to sometimes realize that I was going to say that we suck together. And I don't feel like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that's what I was going for. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Things suck and we're in that position together. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, like we said, there are so many things about having a limb difference that don't suck. And right. there are really beautiful sides to it as well. Yeah. So, but some things do. And it's kind of fun to talk about. It is. So I, thanks for listening to us gripe. Yeah. That was fun for me. I know. <laughs> and it felt lighthearted and it's, huh. Yes. Just little gripes. Yeah. I love it. I love you. Well, oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening um, to us complain to each other. Um, <laughs> I we're also always interested in hearing your gripes and complaints yeah. and things that we can commiserate about. So find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are Life and Limb series on Facebook, um, or just type Life and Limb into the search bar. We are Life and Limb podcast on Instagram and Life and Limb pod on Twitter. You can DM us, tweet at us, whatever you would like. To to do and we're pretty good about responding so i think so yeah. yeah we should get back to you and also if you wouldn't mind rating reviewing or subscribing uh, i know that's the thing that people always say to do at the end of every podcast and it gets really old but there's a reason they ask for it it really does help it helps so much um it helps us get in front of more people it helps us create more content mm -hmm. um with more opportunities and that sort of thing so if you like what we're doing please go ahead and do that for us it would really mean a lot yeah and we'll be back in two weeks with another discussion hooray yeah all right we will see you guys soon bye bye, bye.